Welcome to the Restaurant Boss Podcast, where you can make more money, have more freedom, and actually start to enjoy owning your restaurant. If you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed, and just sick of the struggle, you've come to the right place. So here is your host, the Restaurant Boss himself, Ryan Bromfin. Hey, restaurant owners, operators, managers, chefs. Today, I want to talk to you about the six most important things you need to know about food cost. Hey everybody, Ryan Gromfin here, author, speaker, chef, restaurateur, and founder of therestaurantpost.com as well as clickbacon.com. And before I talk to you about the six most important things you need to know about food costs, will you go ahead and subscribe to this channel? Be sure to leave a comment and click on that bell so you can get updates, but subscribe to this channel so I can keep sending you more of this amazing free content to help you make more money in your restaurant. All right, so food costs. This is one of the things that I get emailed the most about. I get phone calls the most about. And over the years, I've put together a list of the questions I get and the answers I give. And I'm going to compile this together to kind of the six most important things that you should know about your restaurant food costs or need to know about your restaurant food costs based on your feedback, based on the questions I get and the responses I give and just consulting in general. So the first is... The difference between item costing and period costing. So number one is item costing. It's a very simple formula. All it is is the cost to produce the item divided by the selling price. That'll give you a decimal point. It'll give you like 0.2 or 0.25. Just go ahead and multiply that by 100 to get your percentage. But this is for item costing. Again, it's the cost divided by the selling price. Now, I get a lot of questions about people who are like, where's the best food cost calculator? Do you have Excel spreadsheets for this? How can I figure out the cost of my menu items? Honestly, here's the answer I give. Just do it on a scratch piece of paper. It's not that complex. This part is fairly simple. I mean, it is complex. It's complicated. I know that. But like, don't let the reason why you don't know the item cost of a menu item, the percentage of a menu item, be because you couldn't find the right calculator or a complex spreadsheet or you're waiting on some software. Just go to your invoices, figure out what it costs to put that item together, divide it by what you're gonna sell it for and that'll give you the item cost in a percentage. It's that simple. Please don't overcomplicate it because it gets more complex as we go. The second thing is knowing the difference between item costing and period costing. So period cost of goods sold would be for like a week, a month, a year, a quarter, right? Now it's basically the same formula, but instead of using the cost divided by the selling price, we're going to use total purchases for that period divided by the total sales for that period. Now what's important here is that when you're talking about food cost, that you're only taking food purchases divided by food sales, not total sales, but food sales also Make sure things like whisks and spatulas and chemicals are not included in that because it's food costs. So if you wanted to do liquor cost, it would be liquor purchases divided by liquor sales. If you wanted to do wine cost, it would be wine purchases divided by wine sales for a specific period of time. Now I know you're out there saying, wait, there are problems here because of days of the weeks and holidays and all these other things and you are correct. This is where it starts to get more complicated, where people start to use inventory calculations. Now, let me first give you the inventory calculation, which is beginning inventory plus purchases 
minus ending inventory will equal usage. Then you do usage divided by sales to get the correct cost of goods sold. So if you wanted to figure out what your cost of goods sold was or your food cost in a month, you would take your beginning inventory value plus all of your purchases, then take out your ending inventory value to tell you usage, right? How much product did you use in that month? Then you would divide your usage for the month by your sales for the month. That will give you an accurate food cost for a period. However, I'm gonna talk about this more in another video. I don't teach inventory for a couple of reasons, but again, I'm gonna talk about that in a future video. So if you're watching this video right when I release it, just wait a couple of weeks. Uh, if you're watching this video a couple of weeks after I released it, look in this playlist in the cost of goods sold playlist or labor cost playlist or just costing playlist, whichever playlist this is in. I think there's a way for us to bring it up on the screen and look for that why I don't teach inventory video. Now, staying on here, I talk about simple method versus inventory method. The simple method is what I talked about earlier, which is just the purchases divided by the sales, whereas the inventory is beginning inventory plus purchases minus ending inventory. I personally like the simple method, but if you're gonna use the simple method, use it for a longer period of time. One week, one month isn't enough. You need to do this for like a three month period or a six month period to counterbalance the waves in the month, right? Days of the week, days of deliveries, et cetera. However, my preferred method is a rolling method where we use completed weeks. I prefer a four week rolling. So we take the last four completed weeks, all that data and use that rather than ending it on midweek. If that's a little too complex for you, I have some software called Click Bacon. We'll put a link below this video in the comment section where you can check out ClickBacon and we do rolling calculations for you. It's really simple to do. Uh, actually, we do all of your cost of goods sold and labor calculations over there. But anyways, let's move on now. So the third thing is no utilities and no labor. That's right, no utilities and no labor in cost of goods sold calculations. We're gonna talk about that in prime cost video. Again, check out the playlist, but listen to me. Do not include labor, do not include utilities in this. I've already given you the formulas. It's just the food cost divided by the selling price or the food purchases divided by the sales price. That's it. Now, this is directly related to your volume. Here's what I mean by that. If you are slow or you are busy, your cost of goods sold should remain the same. Volume fixes a lot of things, but volume should not fix cost of goods sold. So when I get phone calls from people that say, well, if we were just busier, my cost of goods sold would go down, wrong. Maybe marginally because of less waste and things like that, but don't think volume is going to fix this. With labor, it's a different story, but when it comes to cost of goods sold, you should be able to manage your cost of goods sold well enough that if you're busy, it should remain the same or get a little better. And if you're slow, it should remain the same, but should not get substantially better or worse with volume. Now, the fifth thing that we're gonna talk about here, right? One, two, three, four, five. Yep, the fifth thing. Margin is most important. Margin or cash contribution is more important than percentages. What I mean by that is if you have two items on your menu, one is a 25% food cost and one is a 50% food cost, it's natural to think, well, let's sell more of the 25% food cost item. But 
if the 25% food cost item is a hamburger that you sell for $10 and the 50% food cost item is a steak that you sell for $20, then let's think about this. The 25% cost of goods sold or food cost on the $10 hamburger means that it costs you $2.50 to make that hamburger. Now, so then there's a profit of $7.50, right? Makes sense? Sorry, I skipped around there a little bit, but $7.50. If we go to that steak, the $20 steak with a 50% food cost, it costs you $10 to produce that steak. You have a $10 profit on that item. So don't make all of your decisions based on cost of goods sold only. Don't make all of your decisions based on cost of goods sold only. Consider margin or cash contribution as well. Okay, now the last thing, the sixth most important thing that you need to know about food costs is, I don't know what your food cost should be. I can't sit here and tell you as an expert of the industry, consulting for over 10 years, operating restaurants and working with literally hundreds of clients from all over the world, I cannot tell you what your food cost should be and anyone that does tell you is wrong. I don't know. Sure, there are industry averages. We've all heard, you know, somewhere between 25 and 33%, great. But I have clients with 50% food costs who are making a ton of money. I have clients with 21, 22% food costs who are not making money. So I don't know what your food cost should be. What I do know is your goal is to maintain it or make it better. That's it. So first thing is calculate it. Figure out what your food cost is for a period of time, for either a rolling calculation or a long period of time. Three months, six months, whatever. If you're gonna do six months, then every month kick out an old month and add a new month and figure it out and just make sure that it's staying flat or getting better. Lower is better. But I don't know what it should be. Don't shoot for some target number that you randomly heard someone tell you. I know this video is a little complicated. I know I tried to pack a ton into this. I could literally do an hour on each one of the bullet points, but I wanted to give you a brief overview of the most common things I hear about food costs. I'm sorry this video went long. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel so we can update you as quickly as possible. Click that bell, leave your comments or questions below, and I look forward to bringing you another great video like this next week. Have a wonderful day. Hey, did you notice something in today's episode? Yep. No ads, no sponsors, just great training to help you make more money, have more freedom, and avoid the stress, struggle, and overwhelm many restaurant owners feel every day. How do I do it? How is it that you listen to all those other podcasts that have minutes and minutes worth of lame ads for underwear or other websites they're promoting? I don't judge them, but I choose to focus on you. I can only do this because you share my podcast with other folks who end up looking me up online registering for my courses, and getting amazing results in their restaurants. It's because of you that I can self-fund this effort, and you know how hard it is to do all this. That's why I appreciate you so much. So if you like this podcast, ad-free and sponsor-free, do me a favor. Tell a friend in the restaurant business about this podcast and my website, therestaurantboss.com. It would sure help, and I would appreciate it. I'm sure our community would, too. Plus, if you could leave me a review on iTunes or post a comment about this episode on my website, that would be huge as well. Until next time, remember your success in the restaurant business is about your ability to create, manage, and master systems while developing your employees. Have a wonderful day.
Thanks a lot for listening to the Restaurant Boss Podcast with your host, the restaurant boss himself, Ryan Gronfin. For more great content, free stuff to help you make more money and enjoy more freedom, visit therestaurantboss.com and click on podcast. Be sure to register on our email list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.